When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Song Facts Podcast. I am your host, Corey Flanagan, and I am delighted to be bringing you our third annual holiday song special. As you know, this podcast is proudly a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, and today's show could not be done without the help of a bunch of my Pantheon colleagues as we join together to chat about some of our favorite, or not, holiday music. And being that this is our last show of the year, before we get started, I would just like to say thank you to you, the listeners, for doing what it is that you do listening I do this because I love discovering and learning about music, old and new, and to know that there are a handful of you out there tuning in makes it just that much sweeter. So again, from myself, the Song Facts crew, the Pantheon folks, thank you. Song Facts, get your Song Facts right here, get your Song Facts. As with our last holiday song specials, we have a tasty menu of songs, both good and bad. I can't promise you will get all the warm and fuzzy nostalgia that many holiday classics bring. For me, it's the Neil Diamond Christmas album. Might have to get that on next year. But what I can promise you is an eclectic group of holiday tunes brought to you by an even more eclectic group of music podcast hosts. Some of them love what they are talking about, and some, well, don't. So once again, throw another log on the fire, dim the lights, pop a little peppermint schnapps in that hot chocolate, and let's begin the third annual holiday song special. To start things off, we have Sam and Sebastian with The Loud Spot. So what is that one song that comes on where you pretty much lose your mind and you don't want to listen to it? Before I even get into that, I am going to say... I do like Christmas music uh, right out since Halloween's over. I mean, you go to Walmart, and they've been selling Christmas things since before even Halloween happened. Uh, but, yes, there is a song that I don't care for. Is this your trigger Is this your trigger song? It used to, the older I get, the less I, I guess I, I like it more, but I still don't like it. Because when I was a kid, I really, really hated it. Like, I hated it. It would come on. Like I, would, I remember being in San Francisco with my parents and my grandmother going Christmas shopping or whatever inside mm-hmm. of Macy's and on the radio, this song, I think it was the first time I ever heard it. And I must've been like, I don't know, 10 or 11. I don't know how old I was. I was young and I just hated it. And I don't, well, what song, what song is it? It's that, uh, wonder, 
the simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I don't know if it's by the Beatles or it's by the Beatles. It's It's by the Beatles. Okay. Cause we look at Paul McCartney, right? Right. Well, he owns everything now. So, (laughs) okay. Well, that's okay. Well, that's that's why I (laughs) like I do. I just don't like that. I don't like the beat. I don't like. It reminds me of like a bunch of people on acid listening with Christmas music. <laughs> that's because oh, they music. were. Yeah, they were on acid. That's why. I don't like. I don't like music like that. I don't know. I don't like to this day. I, I still never have done a hallucinogenic. Uh, so I just don't care for that sound. And for you listeners that aren't watching, uh, Sebastian will play a little snippet of it so you guys can understand. So it's this song right here. Let's hear it right now. Let's see if it, hopefully if the Bluetooth is still connected. Right. We're gonna play a little bit longer here. Well, you can't do it too long, and then yeah, it's the Beatles they own everything, they now own the show. I don't like it. So, I like it better now than I did when I was a kid, but I still don't care for it. Yeah, so I'm wondering if, if you we can get a visual of Sebastian walking into like a Walmart and something. This pops on and he just has an emotional like left wing liberal breakdown right in the, in the middle of the aisle. No. Hey, this is Brad Page from the I'm in love with that song podcast. I'm psyched to be invited back to the Song Facts Christmas party again this year. You may remember from previous holiday specials that I have a thing for obscure and oddball Christmas songs. Some of them are just downright weird, like this one by somebody named Heather Noel, but that's not her real name, and a song called Santa Came on a Nuclear Missile. But here's one that'll cheer you up. It's called Ho, 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 It's Christmas by the Peter Pan Singers. Ho, 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 it's Christmas. Happy, happy Christmas. Hear those bells a-ringing. Hear the children singing. Ho, 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 it's Christmas. Happy, happy Christmas. Time to get the stocking pump. Time to trim the tree. Man, that's about as square as you can get. I love it, though. But here's the track that I really wanted to play for you. We recently lost Loretta Lynn, one of the most important figures in country music history. I'm not really much of a country music fan, but you gotta love and respect Loretta Lynn. Here's a song from Loretta's 1966 Country Christmas album. When Santa Claus neglects to deliver the gift that Loretta asked for, she is none too pleased with old Santa. She throws snowballs at him, hopes he falls off his sleigh, and lights a fire in her fireplace to burn his butt when he tries to come down her chimney. The lesson is... You do not mess with Loretta Lynn. 
Here's Loretta Lynn with To Heck With Old Santa Claus. Last year I hung my stocking by the chimney And old Santa didn't bring me anything Well, I wrote a note and I told him what to bring me But I didn't even hear his sleigh bells ring So to heck with old Santa Claus When he goes dashing through the snow, I hope he falls Well, I like to hit him in his ho, ho, ho With a bunch of big snowballs The heck with old Santa Claus Hey, first of all, thank you, Corey O'Flanagan and Song Facts for this invitation. My name is Danny Myers, and I'm with the What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast, where Alon Fong and I talk about the music that we play in our clubs. It is also a great source for new music. You can find us at whatshotitsc.com. Now, unless you've been to Diamonds Cabaret in Dayton, Ohio, you've probably never heard this version of this song. It is a spin-off from Madonna's version of Santa Baby. But I had a vocalist change the words a bit. So, well, let me just play like the final 45 seconds for you. Just hurry down to Diamonds tonight. Ain't it fun to trim a tree? But even it's not trimmed quite like me. There's no place you'd rather go So sit right down underneath the mistletoe Boo, 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 Santa baby There's one thing that everyone knows No clothes, I don't wear a stitch, see Santa baby, just hurry down to diamonds tonight Hurry down to diamonds tonight Hurry down to diamonds tonight. Happy holidays from all of us at What's Hot in the Strip Clubs. I look forward to hearing what the rest of the Pantheon podcast family brings. And I hope you have a safe and fun holiday season. Hey, Holly. Hey, Dave. This is kind of a, a fun podcast tradition that we're doing because we are part of the Pantheon podcast family, don't you know? It is fun because there's so much holiday music out there yeah. worthy of discussion. We're going to talk to one that actually has four parts to it. So we're talking about one of my favorite Hanukkah songs, the Hanukkah song. By Adam Sandler, who has done it in four parts, keeps updating his list. We talked about it on our Christmas show and mentioned like, well, the one he did originally in 94 is kind of outdated. As I was looking at this list, they are all dead. All these people are dead that he's mentioning. It's kind of sad. Every single one of them? Not well, James Caan, Kurt Douglas. He mentions the late Dinosaur, who is, of course, had passed by, the, by 94. Paul Newman's half-Jewish. Mr. Spock, Captain Kirk and Goldie Hawn, and Arthur Fonzarelli are still around. He mentioned the owner of Seattle Supersonicas, who are no longer around. Furabi dead, Ann Landers dead. Harrison Ford still kicking, Three Stooges dead. So it's sort of depressing. <laughs> I'm enlightened. 
Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah. So much funnukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. <laughs> but when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish. Just like you and me. <laughs> this one in 2015 was also uh, not great because he mentions a lot of inappropriate Jews. Inappropriate Jews. I mean, you know, he he did uh, acknowledge that Jared from Subway was, you know, unfortunately a Jew. He mentioned, well, perhaps Dr. Drew can fix him. And Dr. Drew is kind of uh, kind of canceled. Kind of canceled. <laughs> then uh, he mentions Ron Jeremy and Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> It's the not, inappropriate Jews. It's not the best. Oh, Adam Levine. Not the best list. Fortunately, to the rescue comes Haim. You know, I thought the only thing I was learning from these songs, from every version, was was who was Jewish that I did not know about oh. previously. Oh, okay. They're talking about a whole new crop of Jews, which is very current now. And uh, some of them, the half Jews, I did not know. Did you, uh, were, were there any surprises in this one? Maya Rudolph. Lights the menorah, so does Japanese breakfast, and the deserts do the horror. Guess who eats together at the famous Cantor's Deli? Rashida and Kadana Jones, Eugene and Dan Levy. Doja Cat's half Jewish, Chalamet's half too. Put them both together. What a fine-looking Jew! <laughs> it's a, quite an eclectic list of Jews. Instead of mentioning Carnegie's Deli, you know, they represent Los Angeles. So, of course, they, they list. Cantor's Deli. Cantor's famous deli. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I believe they played at Cantor's Deli in the kibitz room when they were first starting yeah. out with the family, like the Partridge family type situation. Heim points out all the good artists. Did you know Neil Diamond did a cover of this song? I did not. Yeah. So instead of saying, you know, the famous line, uh, Tom Cruise isn't, but I heard his agent is. He changed it to Tom Cruise isn't, but Jesus Christ is. <laughs> there you go. Go, Neil. It was also parodied on a TV show called The Office. I don't know if you're aware of this TV show, but this is the Diwali song, and I'm going to play it for you. This is going out to Indians everywhere. It's a tribute to one of the greats, Mr. Adam Sandler. Diwali is a festival of lights. Let me tell you something. Tonight has been one crazy night. So put on your saris. It's time to celebrate Diwali. Everybody looks so jolly, but it's not Christmas, it's Diwali. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> so it's encouraged some parodies of its own, which is kind of fun. And that's why we picked... The Hanukkah Song by Adam Sandler. <laughs> Excellent choice, Holly. Good On job. On our part. All right. Well, I look forward to doing this again. Next year? Next year. All right. We'll make this a date for next year. You can find us on social media at WDDIM Podcast and on YouTube at What Difference Does It Make Podcast. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Corey. Until next time, this is Dave. <laughs> this is Holly. Check you later. <laughs> Over and out.
This is Ray Coob from the Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll podcast, and we've done episodes about our favorite Christmas songs, and you can find them wherever you find the Imbalanced History podcast. One I want to share with you for this year on your Christmas podcast, Corey, it's called Christmas on the Block. It's the story of a blind family from Philadelphia in the 70s who, despite not being able to see, decorated their little row house in South Philadelphia every year. Some would say it's the most beautiful on the block. And the thing about this is that the song came from a news story. Back in the day when the newspaper was everywhere, Alan saw the story and looked into it. I believe he actually went and visited with the family, and it was true. A blind family who delivered the best Christmas present every year for their neighborhood. Christmas on the Block, from my old friend, the late great Alan Mann, a Philly favorite here on your Christmas Song Podcast. Thanks for letting us share it with everybody. And Merry Christmas from Marcus and I and everyone who works on the imbalanced history of rock and roll. And it's Christmas in the city And the trees are lighted pretty But the prettiest Christmas tree of all And they see all the colors That we can And theirs is the most beautiful Christmas on the block What's up, everyone? This is Bruce and Ryan from the Prisoners of Rock and Roll. We're thrilled to join the rest of the Pantheon podcast family in the annual Song Facts Christmas show. Thanks to Corey for letting us be a part of it. So we both have a really long list of Christmas songs that we like, but this year we decided it was your turn to pick the tune, and you chose Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. How can I not? This is definitely my favorite Christmas song of all time. Yeah, you've told me before how much you like the Pogues, and uh, I remember you telling me stories about renting a limo to go see them in New York. I've seen the Pogues about four times, and Shane McGowan only showed up to three of those shows. And that's one time for every tooth that Shane McGowan has. Um, Shane McGowan really gives a perspective of a drunk on Christmas Eve. It's not a very traditional Christmas song, but it's been played more in the UK than any other Christmas song in the 21st century, so it's really popular. Sure. I mean, we have Mariah Carey, and they have the Pogues. Where is the justice in that? And the song's about a guy spending Christmas Eve in a New York City drunk tank. He's looking back on a relationship filled with alcoholism and other abuse. You know, the happy stuff we love to think about at the holidays. I mean, who doesn't love a Christmas song with the lines, you're a bum, you're a punk, you're an old slut on junk. That's as festive as it gets. Yeah, that's the Pogues. I uh, forget the woman who sings on the track. Uh, Christy McCall. Yeah, she really, she, she does a great job on it yeah the the back and forth the banter between the two of them is great there's a live version of um them singing it together in the uh, somewhere in england or ireland and it's a it's on youtube you can watch it it's great i'll have to check that out that's awesome and i read that elvis costello who was managing at the pogues at the time suggested calling this on christmas eve in the drunk tank but shimmy gowan shot down that idea because radio wouldn't allow it you imagine somebody on the bbc say no and now we're going to listen to christmas eve in the drunk tank that's a horrible british uh, impression <laughs> the pogues everybody loves the pogues if you don't know any, if you don't know anything about them shame on you yeah who doesn't like some traditional irish punk music but that's the thing they're irish traditional punk rock band um, not punk rock in a sense of with the Sex Pistols or the Dam or anything like that, 
but they have this traditional Irish sound with, with the, this backbeat that's like total, totally like danceable, moshable. You know? And you know, before we split, we should mention that as much as we love this song, Bon Jovi's version of it is one of the worst covers of all time. Dude, listen, I grew up a Bon Jovi fan, and I am so embarrassed by his version of this song. Like, what gives him the right to even do this song? I read a quote from Irish musician Rob Smith, and the Pogues retweeted this. He said, it's the worst thing to ever happen to music, and I'm including the murder of John Lennon in that list. So I don't think they liked the version of it very much either. So embarrassing. He should just keep his stick it in New Jersey. Yeah, man. So I think that's it from us at the Prisoners of Rock and Roll. I'm going to go grab another glass of eggnog. Thanks again to Corey for letting us be a part of this. And check out our third annual Christmas episode hitting your favorite podcast platform soon. Happy holidays. Keep on rocking. Peace out. Hey, this is Mac B from the Ugly American Werewolf in London Rock Podcast. And we're happy to be part of the Pantheon Podcast family and share our idea for a favorite holiday song. And for us, it's got to be Christmas Time in Hollis by Run DMC. 35 years old this year, part of a, the very first A Very Special Christmas. Check out what me and Jackson have to say about Run DMC and this very special Christmas song. So when Pantheon said they wanted to do favorite Christmas songs or you know, stuff about Christmas songs, there's only one that ever comes to mind. Look, when I was a little kid, Paul McCartney's simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That's a big one. And you like that one. It's very upbeat. It's kind of a happy one, as is Paul McCartney. Then you've got John Lennon, War is Over, if you want it. But Christmas in Hollis is the one that was the first time it was really kind of ours, right? You know, we Correct. were of age. It came out in, what, November of 87 on the first very special Christmas, the Keith Haring cover. It was all over MTV, and hip-hop had penetrated the suburbs in a big way, thanks not only to the Beastie Boys, but to Run DMC. Yes, yeah, Run DMC was definitely the the ambassador for us MTV kids. And that's always the thing, too. People say, well, they, you know, they weren't the first rap group. They were the first rap group for me. And that's, <laughs> that's how I, I mean, that's how I got into it. I didn't, I didn't know any of the rest of that. The, the old school rap until after that you kind of had to work it backwards but yeah i remember when this when this record came out and you're right it was the first kind of christmas record for us right and, and we gravitated toward this one because i think this was the first this was the only original song on the record wasn't everything else was a traditional it looks like you're right about that jackson i think so yeah impressive despite the fact that they have some amazing songwriters on the on the record like bruce springsteen you know like the eurythmics like John Cougar, Mellencamp, and Sting, and Madonna, and U2, Bob Seger, Brian Adams, Stevie Nicks. They got a, it's a star-studded cast, but this is easily the standout for me. The video hit me right at the right time. You know, I'm 14 years old, you know, I'm totally digging hip-hop and rap, you know. And it's kind of, it's kind of goofy, too. You it's know, fun. It's got the little, yeah, the little elf, and he's, they're working on Santa's, you know, Santa's mm -hmm. got the, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's got the updated, you know, he's got video mm -hmm. monitors all over the place. He knows what's going on. That's how he tracks Christmas now yeah it's it was it was goofy and it was funny yeah they act out the story yeah. there's christmas time in hollis queens mom's cooking chicken and collard greens you got macaroni and cheese mm -hmm. i mean santa putting presents under christmas trees it, it showed the whole thing it was awesome and it was it was it was one of those things too where it was fun to work out the lyrics also because you know it wasn't you couldn't look them up I don't right. remember having a copy of this, uh, you know, a, an official copy. I might have had it bootleg somewhere to listen to, but yeah, it was funny to work to go, to listen to it to work out the lyrics. 
And I mean, again, for us, rap was new at that mm-hmm. time. Christmas songs are always cool because you don't listen to them all the time. Like I can right. put this on now and be back at Christmas, 1987, 88. And you listen to it every year a couple times and then you put it away. And some Christmas songs you may really dislike. And you're like, oh, thank God. I only have to listen to this like once a year, you know. <laughs> but this is finally one's like, yes, I like this one. This is awesome. Right. It speaks right. to me. It's my generation. I love it's the almost video. Like- yeah, like like after that, it's not Christmas until you hear Christmas in Hollis at least once or twice. Well, exactly. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like if you can have one Christmas song, what do you want? I'm like, that's the one that I want. Correct. So talk about crossing over barriers. It's not, you know, Mistress for Christmas, which you know I, I was thinking about we do this show on. It's not one of the other songs off of all the very special Christmases. It's uh, it's not Paul McCartney. It's Run DMC, man. For the ugly American werewolf in London, rock and roller. Ah, it's a hip hop song now. Correct. No doubt about it. Yeah. And you can hop around to it. You can sing it with your family. It's fun. One interesting thing about this record, I just I'm just looking at the tracks and and I don't even really remember this one. There's one backdoor Santa that Bon Jovi mm-hmm. covers. And they, they sample that in Christmas and Hollis. Well, they, they sampled, I mean, they sampled Clarence Carter's, I'm sure. Yeah, Not yeah, the yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right, correct. But that song is basically on here twice. Yeah, you know, and it's not like, it's, it's not just us, you know, who like, oh, we, we like it, you know. No, look, this was a big, big deal. I mean, and this has been in, I don't know how many movies it's been in. At the time, it was in Die Hard, and I think right. it was in Less Than Zero, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I definitely, yeah, it was definitely in Die Hard, and it was in Less Than Zero. Yeah, you know, and I'm sure it's been used a lot recently. It's a big part of pop culture, uh, but I looked it up. So when they went and listed, and I guess this is a 12-inch single, I don't I don't think it's a 7-inch, but the 12-inch single, the A-side was Christmas at Hollis and Walk This Way. <laughs> which is a double A if you ask me and then absolutely B-side is Peter Piper and King of Rock so it's like that's basically an EP and it's a single man I would love to have that one Correct. yeah yeah there's there's no losers on that one that's unbelievable you know the the beginning beat is it, it has to be that it has to be that song nothing else is like that and you know you're getting ready like i said you just get ready for christmas that's right i've already i've already listened to it like three times today and i'm psyched thanksgiving is over that's right now it's christmas time queens mom's cooking chicken and collard greens rice and stuffing macaroni and cheese and santa put gifts under christmas trees decorate the house with lights at night snows on the ground snow white so bright in the fireplace is the yule log beneath the mistletoe as we drink eggnog Okay, Christian Swain here, CEO of this Pantheon party. And I'll jump in with uh, another of my favorite holiday numbers. uh, You know, with a bit of subversive rock and roll edge. A couple of years ago, uh, Corey had me submit uh, definitely my favorite holiday song. Uh, certainly uh, when I was growing up, and that was The Waitress's Christmas Rapping. You know, per- perhaps the first rap Christmas song. Okay, barely rap and by white people. But, you know, you, you get the point. Uh, today, my choice to share is, well, <clears throat> uh, if, if I don't get too choked up, it's it's because this man is currently everywhere and therefore he needs even more press um they just released an official biopic which is getting rave reviews and you know they usually reserve those things for only the giants in cultural musical significance um though he 
He is not yet in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And something really needs to be done about that slight. But, as we have learned, you know, the biopic is a big step in getting the Hall voters to pay attention. So, obviously, the campaign has begun. Now, regardless of how truthful the actual story is in the movie, well, and in this biopic, you know, most, you know, if done to all, <laughs> pretty untruthful. In fact, <laughs> this one's so off on the real story. You might call it parody, but we shouldn't expect anything less from this esteemed artist. Of course, I'm talking about Weird Al Yankovic, and the song I am going to talk about is his 1986 Christmas at Ground Zero. You know, we are living in the age of Al, after all, so I figured this was something everybody could sink their teeth into. Now, this is not uh, a parody of another song, um, you know, as Al is mostly known for, uh, but it's an original composition from Yankovic, and, uh, you know, it can be found on his Polka Party album, released the same year. But interestingly, his label... Scotty Brothers Records, at first didn't want to press and distribute the thing, even though they demanded Al make a Christmas album. Um, careful what you wish for, uh, Tony and Ben? I, I don't know. Uh, you know. The song is really a parody of all those Phil Spector Christmas albums. Uh, you know, that guy used to churn them out. And as great as a producer Spector was... Yeah, uh, he deserves to be parodied for eternity now. You know, yeah, you know, it had that wall of sound uh, thing going on, um, uh, and maybe it needed to come down. <laughs> Not surprisingly, the song is about trying to have Christmas during a nuclear attack. Uh, both happy and sad, right? Uh, you know, like everybody's life, uh, making the message oh so very universal. And something that was quite possible when the Soviet Union and us Americans had mutually assured destruction on our minds. Oh, fun times. Yeah. Uh, sounds like history is repeating. Well, or, or at least rhyming again. Now, Al paid for a video of the song himself because the Scotty Brothers didn't want to do that. And not surprisingly... It was an instant hit for the holidays, a staple on MTV uh, for the run-up to Christmas uh, uh, until the channel quit playing videos. And it was always on the radio as well, for decades. Well, until 9-11, and, well, Ground Zero didn't mean what Ground Zero meant the day before 9-11. Oh, man, do I hate stupid people. Okay, uh, Let's get back on track here. So, so Al got canceled. He can't even play the song live anymore. And so he had to make a biopic to get his reputation back. Now, no, the, the song is not in it. But I, I personally believe its very absence makes the point. Don't you agree? Oh, all right, all right. Let's jump off this and give someone else a turn. But I might suggest that this holiday season, instead of playing, you know, the Queen of Christmas's song, All I Want for Christmas is You, uh, you know, from that Christmas movie where they're making a porn movie. Uh, 
yeah, that one. Um, consider helping Al get his holiday mojo back by racking up a few plays for Christmas at Ground Zero. I mean, it does sound like those old times are back and nuclear war is again a possibility for the holidays. Returning the original meaning of Ground Zero back to Al and he can become uncancelled. It is unquestionably the weirdest Christmas song of all time. Happy holidays. Mutations on New Year's Day. It's Christmas at Ground Zero. Just seconds left to go. I'll duck and cover with my Yuletide lover underneath the mistletoe. It's Christmas at Ground Zero. Now the missiles are on their way. What a crazy fluke. We're gonna Hey, we're Nomad and Lola from the Career Musician Podcast. And this is our song we wrote during the pandemic called Christmas is Cancelled. Now here's the thing. I have always, always wanted to write a song called Christmas is Cancelled because my grandma, every year growing up, threatened us with Christmas is going to be cancelled if you don't knock it off. And I am not even kidding about this. Every single year from probably, uh, I mean, as long as I can remember, until all the way to this day, you know, it's, you know, Christmas will be canceled if you don't knock it off. And it's just, it's hilarious. So, so when this the is, pandemic came, you had an actual excuse I, I to write mean, it. I felt like, I felt like there was, there was, there was a double entendre there, right? There yeah. was a double meaning. Not only was Christmas kind of canceled, really, we yeah. can't go. We, we wanted to make fun of it, kind yeah, of, and we, you know? We wanted to bring back that nostalgia, as you could tell. It's kind of kitschy, but it also reminds me of my childhood growing up, hearing all those classic Christmas songs from like the 60s and 70s again with or even 50s 60s and 70s right. with that grandma got ran over, ran over by, by reindeer, reindeer. Yeah, yeah that just kind fun. of vibe. Yeah. like I mean if you wrote a song about your grandmother being ran over it's horrible it's a horrible idea for a song but yet although I bet you used to wish that when she would say yours was going to be canceled here's the other thing that, that other song that is also dedicated to my grandma <laughs> and if you know her you would know too why much eggnog, it's okay huh? you know, we actually had a Christmas tree lot in our family so we are very right. seasonal Christmas being canceled is really, it's its ridiculous. It's hilarious. Like, my, my grandma is the Christmas lady. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I wanted that classic Brian Setzer kind of vibe and that twangy rockabilly guitar. Right, but it's still modern. Like a yeah. she and him, she you and know. She and him was a good inspiration. Uh, yeah, uh, I like that. And again, I called all my buddies, you know, to play on the record. And it's just fun creating original music. With with a joyful reason, like not trying to say. Shh. Here's here's oh, a, here it is. We're a big yeah. note. Here we go. If <laughs> <laughs> only you could see my face right now. <laughs> what I was gonna say, it's fun making music for fun without the idea of oh, we gotta sell this song, we gotta you know really push it. So, literally, that's what we did. Yeah. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, here it is. Okay. Oh, by the way, I don't think Christmas is canceled this year. No. 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 It's never but, canceled. That's but the, it that's was the in twenty twenty. <laughs> nah, it wasn't. We we spent a lot of money. Hey, it's Corey with Song Facts, and I've got just one more holiday tune for you on this holiday song special. 
Maybe the best kind of holiday song is an accidental one. And today I'm talking about a song that is accidental on two fronts. First, I personally only know of this song by accident. You see, my wife, who is English, brought it up to me when I was talking about this episode and what song I should do. She mentioned it was her dad's favorite Christmas song, and there you have it. I'm bringing it to you. Second, the fact that this is a Christmas song is also completely by accident. If you haven't guessed it yet, the song is Stop the Cavalry, and the writer is Jonah Louie. Jonah wrote the tune while living at home with his parents and finding a melody he liked on their piano. Now it is clearly a song about wartime, and initially Louis had the Crimean War at the forefront of his thoughts, but he later decided to include all wars. Though if you ask me, it definitely has some World War II vibes. Interestingly, Stiff Records, who Louis was signed with, dismissed the tune as just another anti-war song. But after rearranging it and playing the kazoo on the refrain, they now considered it a hit. From zero to hero, really. But it doesn't stop there. Remember how I told you that it was accidentally a Christmas song? Well, that is because the record company heard the lyric, I wish I was home for Christmas, added a tubular bell, and just ran with it all the way to number three hit on the British charts in December 1980. Well, that got me thinking, what kept it from hitting number one? Well, earlier that month, a man by the name of John Lennon was shot and killed, and subsequently had two songs reissued that clogged up the holiday charts. Those pesky Beatles always getting in the way. So here is a toast to Jonah Louie and his happy accident. My wife and her late great father for introducing me to yet another new tune, and again, all of you for listening. So go be kind. Be grateful and have the happiest of holidays from all of us at Song Facts and Pantheon Podcasts. Wish I was at home for Christmas. Wish I could be dancing now in the arms of the girl I love. Mary Bradley waits at home. She's been waiting to It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.